What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you all so much for listening to the show. This week it is episode 92. I've lost all track of time in this weird quarantine vortex. It is episode 92 and we are talking Fantasy Star IV. For the Sega Genesis, or Master System, or Mega Drive, or whatever the fuck, the Sega version. You guys are weird fucking Segas. Uh, You guys know how I am. Anyway, uh, this is one of those games I played for the first time, uh, just recently, to get ready for the show. It's good. Uh, Is is it great? Uh, It's good. I've got some mixed opinions about it. Uh, As someone that didn't grow up playing it, because as you all know, if you have listened to the show with any regularity, I was a Super Nintendo kid. Um, I didn't get a hold of it till recently. I don't have the nostalgic ties to it, which I think affect my opinions of it. Uh, but we'll get into all that. We'll get into all that when we get to the show. My buddy Chris is here this week. He's a Sega Genesis kid. He'll defend your, your precious little fantasy star IV. I know it's four. I'm joking. Um, we'll get into that in just a few minutes. You guys know I got to ramble for a little bit first. Might be a little bit shorter rambling than most weeks because I don't have anything to talk about. Um, I had to scour the web to find some fucking news to talk about when it comes to video games because uh the whole world is shut down as you all know we'll get it well let's go let's get into that uh first of all all quick reminder patreon is now gone it is shut down i had to close down the i had to can't all i did was pause it so it will be back uh but i've had to shut it down for now uh we just did the prize draw last week for our our april giveaway congratulations to andre who won a 50 dollar nintendo eShop gift card uh fuck couldn't pick a better time to pick a to win a 50 dollar video game shopping spree than right now um also i'm still working on giving shout outs for everyone that signed up in april so i'm gonna give another bunch of those right now because i've split them up over the month so i don't have to bomb through everybody at once so massive thank you to the following people for supporting the show dave mcgee the cooler of the two dave names doug dorn i i fucking just dude you have such a sweet doug dorn is like it sounds like a sitcom character i fucking love it dustin l who could have a hilarious last name but i have no idea what it is evan refuse i that's a badass last name Fake McHugh, nothing else needs to be said. Gary Cushion, that's a very comforting last name. James Clark, which is one of the most... Uh, James has been with us for a long time. That is one of the most generic names. I couldn't think of a funny thing to say about you, James. I'm very sorry. Jason Adams, who's got a great last name uh, with an S stuck to the end of it. Jeffrey Mathis, brother of Michael Mathis, who just started, uh, who just upped his Patreon. So thanks very much, Jeffrey. Longtime supporter, Joe Buck. New time supporter, Joe... Not new, I get Joe Gillespie. I don't know if it's new, but whatever. Newer than Joe, but cooler name well okay i'm sorry if i'm okay listen before you get mad about me shitting on your last names my last name is blank so i can make fun of any fucking last name i want unless your last name is taint or something it's better than mine so uh joe gillespie thank you very much john taylor that's very golf you have to golf with a name like john taylor and finally josh morgan who uh my brother's first name is josh and i don't care for him so uh sorry your last name you're now officially just morgan thanks guys thank you all you guys for supporting the show more shout outs next week if you'd like to support the show on patreon uh you can't so please do it when we can bring it back okay also um this sunday i'll be releasing uh the next bonus episode because the patreon is paid for all of april's it'll be expansion past episode three episode three which is our q a rambling one so if you have any questions you want answered any topics you want me to touch on or anything shoot them to me on social media on twitter or instagram at member the game or facebook.com slash remember the game and i will post about them tomorrow if not today to remind you guys to send them to me if you got anything you, i try to get to all of them 
So don't send it if you're thinking like, ah, well, he won't get to it anyway. I fucking probably will because I have nothing else to do. So I try to get to all of them. Plus, frankly, if you guys send me questions, there's less actual work that I have to do. So it's win-win. Um, episode two of Expansion Pass went live on Saturday uh, where I talked about some uh, suggestions I would pick up from the Xbox, PlayStation, and uh, Nintendo sales that are going on right now. Because like, dude, I, and I'm telling you guys, I spent hours on Saturday working on that episode because I went to Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo's websites. By the way, Nintendo, it, whew, your fucking website is just the shits. Uh, and not the good to the shit, but the terrible. It's funny how when it's, when it's singular, it's a good thing. When it's like, yo, that guy is the shit. But when it's plural, now you're bad. So you can, like, it's like, oh, that thing is the shits. So you can be one shit, but don't be multiple shits because then it's bad. Nintendo's website is the shits. Xboxes is pretty shitty too. PlayStation has got the predominant website. I like their website. But anyway, I went through all three stores looking for sale uh, recommendations. And dude, there's a lot of games on sale right now between the three companies. Like a lot of sales. And then, I don't know, Steam probably has some sales, but who cares? PC nerds. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's smart. I guess it makes sense. People are sitting at home right now with nothing to do. Sell them games. It's just, I guess it's probably a fine line between... Um, Hey, you're all locked out. Buy some video games to play. We'll put them on sale. And and then without trying to come across like you're taking advantage of a terrible situation, maybe that's part of their hesitation in marketing it like that. But anyway, there's lots on there. So I'm telling you guys, if you're bored right now, doesn't matter which of those three systems you have, just spend half an hour scrolling through the stores and looking for sales because you'll find something. I promise. There's so much. Like I didn't pick much up. I want to. I just don't really have the cash right now. But boy, I would like to. I did pick up uh, Star Wars KOTOR. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic, Republic, as I've talked about before, it won our Patreon poll this month, so I will be playing it uh, in the near future once I finish another RPG that I'm playing on my PS4 right now that I'll talk about in a couple of minutes. Uh, but I haven't really picked much else up. I've wanted to. Um, or you, can, you know what? So I just said you should flip through those stores and look at the sales, or sign up for for Game Pass or PS Now. If you're if you're not if you have a PlayStation Four or an Xbox One and you're not subscribed to one of those services, this is as good a time as any. Because if you're on the PlayStation, you can get a week of PS Now for free, I believe. Um, and if you're on Xbox, you can get three months of Game Pass for a dollar, and I'm th- which is the single best value uh, maybe in gaming history is three months of Game Pass for a dollar. Admittedly, I haven't spent a- any time with PlayStation Now. My understanding is that you don't download a lot of the games. You stream them, so you got to have good internet, which is why a week free sample makes complete sense. You can go in there and try it. Tons of old games. There's like six or 700 games in there now. Uh, but I have spent a ton of time, as you guys know, with Game Pass. I have sucked that model's dick fucking since I started using it. Game Pass is the shit. So if you're sitting there bored and you've got an Xbox or a PC, um, check out Game Pass, you know, or just go on the sales and buy something. I'm curious to know... How many, like, because I know there's digital gamers, there's physical gamers, and there's people that do a mix of the both. Um, As you guys, I've been quite vocal about it. I'm predominantly a digital gamer now. Um, I'd be curious to know how many people that are physical gamers have started switching to digital during this sale because they don't want to go out. Because I'm telling you, like, even if I wasn't a digital gamer, I don't think I'd want to go to fucking Walmart right now just to go buy a video game. I'll stay home and just download something. Uh, if you've got the option, I know some people don't have good enough internet where they live or whatever to, to do digital, but if you, if you are a physical gamer, uh, has this lockdown shifted you into going digital at least for a little while? Cause I'm telling you, it's the shit you just download your game. You could go for a walk or, or go to the bathroom or get something to eat or whatever. And then when you come back, your game is downloaded and ready to go. And it's just, oh, I fucking digital gaming. Oh, it's the best. 
Um, oh yeah. Also, here's a little bit of speaking of digital gaming and a little bit of news. I don't have very much news to talk about. I'm going to stretch this. Uh, from April 15th to May 5th, Sony is offering the Uncharted Collection and Journey uh, for free to everyone. Free. Just like I mentioned that Ubisoft was doing before. Uh, they're not obligated to do it. None of these companies are obligated to give out free games, but I, I think it's good PR. I think um, it makes you look good. I think it really is a great way to help make people stay home. Um, I see no... And I mean, you know, obviously, not, like, Sony's not going to be giving away fucking you know, Final Fantasy VII, um, and Nintendo's not going to be offering up Mario Odyssey for free or anything like that. But even these old games that are just sitting there, yeah, fuck yeah, throw them on. Why not, right? And like, and I'm telling you guys, I never played Journey, uh, but I have, I've heard good things. I know it won Game of the Year a few years ago, but I have played Uncharted Collection, and the Uncharted games are the fucking shit, not the plural shits, like Nintendo's website. They are the shit, like the good one. Uh, definitely play the uncharted collection so if you're sitting there with the ps4 and you have nothing to do they are free beginning tomorrow i guess today by the time you guys hear this uh uncharted one two three and then uncharted four is available on ps plus right now for free the uncharted games are fucking awesome i really like them so um that's really cool i hope more companies do that i, I don't even plan to play either of those games but it's just the concept that they're doing it is really neat um also i saw on the news that they're talking about remaking uh, resident evil 4 now uh, as you all know, they, they remade Resident Evil 1, um, kind of. like They made that remake for like the GameCube and stuff. And then Resident Evil 2 got the remake that was universally acclaimed because it was like, one of the best remakes ever made. And then Resident Evil 3 came out like a week ago. And I've seen some mixed reviews on it. People seem to say it's good, but wait for a sale, um, which is cool. Um, but now they're talking making remaking Resident Evil 4. And like Resident Evil 4 is unquestionably one of my favorite video games of all time. I That was one of those games I played it on my GameCube, and I had never played a Resident Evil game prior to playing number four, and I was just floored with how good it is that game is ah i've played it on i've played it on gamecube ps2 my wii i just bought it and replayed it on my switch like i've played that game so many times and it never gets old i don't even know i don't think it needs a remake frankly i think it still looks really good today uh so i mean i guess if capcom wants to spend resources on remaking it that's fine rumors are also circulating that resident evil 8 is coming out soon i personally would just like some more mega man I'd be like, yo, how about instead of remaking Resident Evil 4, you make Mega Man 12? Um, but that's just me. That's just, I get it. You know, they're hot right now. Uh, Resident Evil 4, like, I guess, I don't know. Like, can you improve on practical perfection? Probably. I just don't know how because, oh, God, I love Resident Evil 4. Um, and that's it. That's, like, the news. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, there's not a lot going on right now. It's... Um, I mean, there's lots of news around, you know, delays and the virus and everything like that. But I just, I don't feel like talking about that today. I just don't. I mean, I've, I've been spending a lot less time on social media lately. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. I'm not as repliant on Twitter, Instagram. I'm not on there promoting the podcast quite as much. I just, I'm just done with social media right now. I just, it's just, you know, I'm just really, I've dived into life in my house because I know I'm going to be here for the next six or seven weeks at least. And my girlfriend and I are just hanging out and I'm hanging out with my dog and, I don't want to say the W word right now because she's sitting nearly here on the floor and she'll get all excited, but I've taken her, like I'm taking her for three or four strolls around our neighborhood a day and just playing vids and just putting my head in the sand and just staying in an isolated little bubble. So I would, that would be my recommendation. Just if you're, if this whole thing has got you down and you're stressed out, just log off the internet for a little while, man. Just fucking watch some, binge watch a show on Netflix. Just get high on your couch. Just smoke a big joint and just lay on the couch and watch a series on Netflix or go back and marathon an old video game or play a game with your boyfriend, or your girlfriend, or your husband, your wife, whatever. You know, I just, you know, just try to ignore it. That's all. Stay positive. That's all we can do. 
uh, or play video games. You know, just play video games because that's all I've been doing. I have been playing so many video games that when I wrote that as a segue in my notes, it sounded really smooth. And when I just said it there, that was the shits, the plural version, which means it was bad. Uh, what have I been playing in the last seven days? A lot. Still uh, Mario Odyssey. I'm st- I play about an hour every morning now when I drink my coffee, when I go downstairs. I fucking love that game. It's just an old friend. It's a comfortable blanket. I'm up to about 650 moons right now. I'll 100% it again. That wasn't my initial plan. I just wanted to go through beat Bowser and be done. And now I'm like, no, nah, I just I love this game so much. Uh, I'm still playing Slay the Spire a ton. I can't stop. You guys, I'm not even going to rant about it again. It's just the best game ever. Card combat. So good. Try it. Uh, I've gotten really into Picross. Picross? Picross? I don't know how to say it. P-I-C-R-O-S-S. Um, it's kind of like Sudoku, but I think chiller and maybe a little easier. And you make puzzles out of blocks and it's just... I don't know how to explain it. Look it up if you're interested, but like they're available on all kinds of systems on your phone, on everything. They're dirt cheap and they're really calming. It's become my go-to now when my girlfriend and I are watching TV at night. I'll, uh, I'll just zone out and play Picross for like an hour or two on my iPad or on my switch while I'm watching. It's really, really great stuff, man. Really fun little puzzle games. And then I've been playing this little known indie title. It's uh, I don't know if any of you know what it's called. Uh, it's a, uh, it's called final fantasy seven remake. Uh, on my PS4. I'm going to save my thoughts for it for uh, the episode about it next weekend. But they're overwhelmingly positive. Let's just leave it at that. It's very, I can't, I don't want it to end. It's been really good. So that's what I've been playing over the last seven days. Let's talk about something I played about seven months ago, and that is Fantasy Star IV. I know, Fantasy Star 4 for the Sega, Genesis, Mega Drive, Master System, whatever Sega system. I don't know what's, what is the non Genesis one? I always get it mixed up. I think it's the Mega Drive. That was the one in Europe, I think. Anyway, just Sega. Fantasy Star 4 for Sega. As you guys know, I'm a Super Nintendo kid, as I just proved again. Um, but I'm also a converted Sega Knight. Uh, that's what we're calling Sega fans now, Sega Knights. Um, I like them now. I like them now. I'm trying to show them some love. I love my Sega Genesis Mini over there on my shelf. I love that thing. Uh, I'm, a, I'm on board with the Sonic games now. I've loved Shining Force. I really like Shinobi. So I'm trying more and more Sega franchises that I never played before. And I recently tried Fantasy Star 4 because everyone praises it. Everyone that's played it's like, this is the one you got to play. It's one of the greatest RPGs ever. This is Sega's Final Fantasy 6. You got it. You got it. You got it. Is it? Like, eh, I, I mean, if, if it's... If it's if it's Sega's Final Fantasy VI in the sense of it's the best RPG on their system, then okay. But I I don't know if I think it's it's not Final Fantasy VI. But anyway, I don't have those nostalgic ties. Maybe that's the point. My pal Chris does. He's a Sega kid. He grew up loving Sega. He played this game. I played this game. And a little while ago, we sat down and we talked about the good, the bad, and the ugly of Fantasy Star IV. I am going to cue some music. And I'm going to let you guys listen in on a chat Chris and I had about Fantasy Star 4, which originally released in North America on December 17th, 1993. Kick back, relax, wash your controllers, and listen to Chris and I geek out about Fantasy Star 4. Here we go. Hey, buddy, it's, it's, uh, it's been a while since we've had you back here on the old cast of pods. This is my pal Chris from episode one. Oh, man, I'm so excited. You told me about this game. It's classic. It's fun. I cannot wait to talk about Super Tennis. Yeah. 
I fucking hate you. I fucking, <laughs> I hate that. Oh God, I hate you. I'll, uh, just a quick little backstory. Christopher is a fan of Super Tennis, as apparently a lot of people are. Like, it's a popular game. It's, a, it's deep, man. It's a good tennis game. Like, I don't, believe it or not, it, it oh, works. I fucking hate it. I don't, I, maybe it's if you played it at some point in the past. I don't know. Cause I, I tried it when I fired up my Super Nintendo online to see what all the hype was about. <laughs> I was like, this game can eat my ass. Well, especially when it's right by Super Soccer, which is a turd sandwich. Oh, no, fuck. tennis is great. You would fucking sneak that. <laughs> I was wondering when you sat down and you were all like, you're like, eyes are like Jones in and you were like, I'm ready. And I was like, I know you're excited to talk Fantasy Star 4, but I was like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And then and, you, and I t- like the rule when I sit down with anyone to record the show is I tell them uh, say whatever you want. If you say something you regret, let me know and I'll edit it out. And he's like, okay. And I like, just don't say anything like racist or anything like that. And Chris is all like, yes, okay. And then fucking first thing he does, I'm editing that out. <laughs> Fuck, I hate you. Um, we're never that game's never getting an episode. I swear to God. No, we're not talking super tennis. Uh, sorry if that hurts any of you. We're talking uh, Fantasy Star Four. Oh, li- even better. Little known RPG for that old Sega black box. Um, now I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say, Chris. Now you were a Sega kid. Yeah. All right. So you grew up with this game. Born and raised. Yeah. Okay. So you are quite fond. You, you. It's, it's childhood memories. You've got right. nostalgia for it. You're yeah. excited. I did not grow up with this game. I played it for the first time in 2019, trying to get ready to do an episode of the show. Um. It's. <laughs> it's good. It's uh. You need a time machine. You have to play it. Okay. Now I'll ask you though, like, and I'm not going to shit on you for it. I promise. Like, I just, I'm just, I want to know. Cause I know it's, you're getting two different perspectives. If you've never played fantasy star four, you're, I'm the guy that has never played it either. I played it the last year. If you grew up with it, you've got Chris here. Who's going to defend your game. Like, cause a lot of people say it's like Sega's final fantasy. It was our final fantasy six, man. Okay. Like, do you think, and I'm not going to shit on you for it. Do you think it's as good as final fantasy six? No. Okay. Do you think it's as good as final fantasy four? Okay, I, I don't. But it's awesome though. That's the thing. Like it's good. I just like I, I I don't know. Maybe the bar was. I know this is a very anti dramatic start to a podcast, you guys. I just like I'm trying to figure out where angle to take with this because like the bar was so fucking high, and not because of you, Chris, particularly, but just people have been like, yeah, it's Final Fantasy on Sega. It's Final Fantasy, and I was like, holy fuck, there's like a Final Fantasy six that I've never played, and I was like, this isn't Final Fantasy six. It's it's good. It's not Final Fantasy six. Now are the other three worse? Ah, uh, it's it's hard it's hard to say because like with this Final Fantasy four, like it was the fourth in the series, but unlike Final Fantasy, like it's a continuous timeline. Right. Like you have to play one and two, and three was actually one that went on a completely different tangent, had nothing really to do with the first two. But okay, yeah, because you're not the only person to tell me that Final or Final uh, that Fantasy Star three is. It's uh, it's completely out of left field. A travesty. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, is it, do you think this one's the best? This one's the best of the four. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, like if you struggled to play four, I don't think you could go back and play one and two to get a backstory out of it. Because if you thought four was a slog grinding and stuff like that, one and two are they're soul crushing. Okay. To try to like get through. Okay. Especially nowadays. Okay. Well, there's a good start then. Okay. Because like I did find this game very very grindy. Um, now having said that, like. I, I less so six. I found Final Fantasy. I don't want to compare it to Final Fantasy the whole time. It's a whole different game. But like, I found Final Fantasy six kind of. I found Final Fantasy four pretty grindy at points. 
you go to like the fucking cave where you can't use any metal weapons or anything, you've got to be a pretty high level to get through some of those areas. But I never found either one nearly as grindy as Fantasy Star 4. Because, I mean, and maybe it's, I mean, if you, if you want to just say get good, then please, by what I'm done saying, just say, Adam, you just have to get good. I don't find Final Fantasy games anywhere near as hard as I found Fantasy Star 4. Yeah, like with Fantasy Star 4, there's spots you get to, you just, you have to level up or you won't move on. Okay, like it's not just that I suck. Like it's a fucking hard so. game. It's hard. Like I got, dude, I got stuck right at the beginning. There's a part <laughs> like, and I, and like, oh, fuck. All right. I don't want to just shit all over this game. I'm really trying to figure out how to do this because I don't want to just crap on it because I like almost all of it. There's a part right near the beginning where you have to go into like a, a uh, oh, but there's going to be spoilers. It's a fucking, when did this game come out? uh 1995 so you've had 25 that's years that's a nintendo kid problem yeah yeah fuck off you've had 25 years fuck off uh there's a part right near the beginning where you have to go into like a, a basement warehouse because you're looking for like a, a cure is that what yeah. it was or something i think the first mission is the professor of the or the head of the school is a stone guy and that's what it was cure yeah yeah like. and so you have to go into this like basement and look for a cure and like I don't know if maybe I just hadn't fought enough before I got into this basement or what, but like literally, dude, within two or three fights, I had to run out and heal again and and run out and heal again. Yeah, like that's kind of the difference with uh, fi- like with Final Fantasy. Like, there's no gimmicks. Like, you're, the basement isn't magnetized. So you can't use metal. Like, it's just you level up or you don't. Yeah, and like that was the problem I kept running into was like I just I would go down there and like at that point you've got oh, I don't know what the fuck's the, so the main character's name is. Some of these names are fucking weird, too. I brought all the names up on a list here. <laughs> Hang on a second. This is a great podcast. Anyone's listening to this, like, what the fuck? Why are you guys... Just say something. I'm like, no, no, I'm trying to be nice to you guys because I know how big a following this game has. Oh, yeah, okay. So to start, you, like, when you go to that basement, you have Chaz. Yeah. You've got uh, Han. Yeah, Han. Is that how you say it? Han sucks. Yeah, he's, he's the Edward of... Oh, God. He's worse <laughs> than fucking... I hate him. Every time he die, I was just like, dude, you are only here to take damage for the other characters. You fucking suck. <laughs> but Chaz and uh, Elise... Elise, yeah. Elise, I guess is how you say it. Uh, they're both badasses. Elise, well, Chaz is kind of a badass. Elise is a fucking badass. Chaz gets more badass as the game goes He on. does, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I can't remember if you had a fourth character at this point. I can't remember if you had Rune yet or not but anyway i would go into this fucking basement and just within two or three fights like two of my characters were dead and i didn't have the items to bring them back and i and i and so i'd have to run out and heal and then go back down grind get a, maybe gain a level and then run out and then run out and i was like dude is the whole fucking game this hard plus i didn't know where i was going right because it's kind of a, a maze like it's this basement um and this and now this is not a fault of final fantasy or final fantasy star 4 at all uh it has fucking random encounters which i'm so over in 2020 Right? And with Fantasy Star, they don't let you run easy either. Half the time it doesn't oh, work and you get stomped one more turn. Buddy. You're just hoping that right? you can get out to resurrect anybody, let alone yeah. alone. It's not like in the other games where you like, like you hold the two triggers and your guys run the whole time and you're just like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, you hit run and then it doesn't work and now you've got to sit there and take it up the ass from four bad guys for a whole nother round before you can get away again. And it's such a middle finger too because it's like Chaz and Party run away. But Chaz and Party are trapped, and then you get stomped. Oh, motherfucker! <laughs> yeah, that's it is what it is. It doesn't just it teases like, oh, you. Good. Oh, wait a minute! No. Fuck me! And like, and you're so reliant on a couple of the strong characters early on that if they die, you're fucked. Like, if all you've got left is that loser Han, I fucking hate. Oh, I fucking hate Han so much. <laughs> so I did struggle in that basement. However, once I got through that basement, I was good. I rolled for quite a while. I got what's the name of that fucking boss I texted you about today? Last year, I'm st- I I got stuck there. I can't beat him. But see, like, there's a callback though, like because he's actually the final boss of the first game. Oh really? And if you don't like, 
unless you know the history or read it up, you don't even know that. Okay. Because like, because that's another thing is like I, I, I found the story at times hard to find a follow, but I, I don't. But I feel I felt the same way about the Final Fantasy games, like the translation issues back in the day. It didn't translate super well from Japanese to English. But you do lose a lot of the story not knowing those first two games because, like, they talk about a planet that blew up. That happened in the second game. And, oh, okay. Like, the defeat of like Mother Brain that happened in the second game as well. And that's a bold stuff uh... like that. Like so, yeah. Like I started with four back in the day, and I was kind of like, what, what? And then you kind of look up online and like, right. oh, okay, read through the. Oh, okay. And yeah, and I was trying to avoid doing that to avoid spoilers. But yeah, that makes sense, dude. It's a bold strategy, especially back in those days before the internet. When you couldn't just go online and look up what had happened yeah. in the other games to like to make them uh, continuous like that, like that's a fucking because you're right, you lose out on a ton of the fucking story. Like I had no idea that guy was the boss of the first game. Good fan service, I guess, if nothing else. Oh, phenomenal! Yeah, I get why it's got the following that it does. I just oh, I fucking hate that guy. I can't <laughs> beat him. I, I've probably died at him forty times. So like I fucking and I got to go out and grind, I guess, but I don't have the patience yeah. to grind anymore. Um, one of the cool things about playing it on the Sega Genesis Classic Collection is you have fast forward, buddy. Uh, they should never make a JRPG in this style without fast forward again. Yeah, like, and that's why you can't go back and play it as is anymore nowadays. It'd take forever. Oh, buddy, yes, like it's fucking. I, I like, I'm a loyal retro gamer, right? But I'm, I'm soft now. I'm like, I want save states and I want fast forward. I want my fucking my ROMs. Like I, like I, that's how I want to, I don't want to play it on the fucking sure. Playing on the classic system is fine, but I don't have 80 hours to grind through this goddamn game. And like, it doesn't get easier either. Like, cause I think before you, where you got stuck, you fought dark dark force, right? Yeah, I think so. You fight him two more times after where you're stuck. And yeah. then you fight the ultimate final boss who goes through three stages of pretty much that. And oh, fuck me. honestly, it almost comes down to just pure luck. Cause you only get so much, mp and stuff to work with yeah it's well okay (laughs) okay good i'm glad that you like have you finished the game you have okay so like that you feel this way makes me feel better because like it is it is fucking hard and some of the things i've read because i've even gone online and looked up some strategy and stuff right and uh and one of the big things is people really push home that they expect the, the, the game developers expect you to use your buffs Stuff like upping your strength and upping your defense. Yeah, buffs and macros are the two. Right, and I don't, I never use those. And other like, when you play like a Final Fantasy game, do you ever raise your party's defense? Other sides of like, really, right? You don't need to. No, outside of maybe casting like haste or slow or like like reflect or wall or whatever, I don't worry about like upping my offense or upping my like earthbound. I never up my offense or anything like that. And so I I really struggled with getting into the mindset of like, oh yeah, I gotta fucking raise my the up or raise my up offense offense offense. Um, like I'd start every battle just with barrier just so I could have a few turns without healing. Right. And I, and I, (laughs) it took me forever to learn to do that. And it was reading the strategy to do it. Okay. And now this is, and this is going to come up multiple times in this podcast. And if this bothers you, I'm fucking sorry. But my biggest problem with this game, I've ranted about on social media while I was playing it. You and I have talked about this. I fucking ranted and ranted and ranted. Why in the holy fuck? Is there no way to look up what spells and techniques and stuff do? Oh, you Nintendo kids. No. Final Fantasy holds your fucking hands. Motherfucker, then... Chris. 
That Sega Genesis controller, I could see it from fucking here. There's three buttons on it. You don't need three buttons to play an RPG. Which one's fire? If A selects and B backs out, C should just be able to push it. And it says, oh, this spell increases your health. This spell casts fire. Instead of counting on the fucking buffs to get through the game and then not telling me what any of the buffs do. Why didn't they just call it Fire 3? I don't get Uh, it. And it's fucking, hey, guess what, Sega kids? It's spelled F-A-N-T-A-S-Y. You fucking losers. It's not fat fantasy. Like, you're fucking cool. <laughs> God. The, oh, I just, I could not get a hand on it. Because every time I got into a fight where it was like, okay, my basic strategy of just attack, 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 and heal doesn't work. I've got to, okay, I got to figure out how to raise something. Like, raise my defense or fucking something. And I, and I, and I so then I'd have to fucking bring up the guide and look up, like, what is this spell? Or what does this spell do? What is this? I just... Right? Like, you understand what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. How in the fuck? Like, even in the menus. Like, when I click a spell, it doesn't tell me what the fuck the spell does. Most of the spells make no sense. No, none and of the them. the funniest have... part of all is that you read the menu back in the day, and you, or the manual back in the day, and even the manual's description of half the spells didn't make much sense. No, it didn't. And, and I both love and despise this aspect of this game. There's, like, humans, and there's, like, androids? Yeah. And the androids heal completely different from the humans, which I thought was... Uh, once I figured that out, because they don't really explain that very well. Not but really, no. Once you figured it out, I was like, that's a fucking great touch. Like, I thoroughly thought that well, was awesome. it was a cool awesome. battle mechanic, too, because, like, if your enemies were machines, you had certain attacks that yeah. would destroy them, or, like, bio-attacks on biological monsters. Yeah, yeah. Like, like in some... In a, well, in a lot of RPGs, there's, like, dead characters where, like, casting cure on them will hurt them and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I thought that this was an infinitely cooler version of that and the way that when you just walk around on the overworld your android if i'm not mistaken your android characters heal themselves i think so like their health slowly comes back or something and they've got like their own moves where like they can heal themselves but they don't work on anybody else and heal spells don't work on them and like and that i thought that was great the only issue with it again was that i didn't know what fucking spells would heal them and what's like oh this spell will heal androids but it won't heal humans and it was like well which one's a fucking android and which one's a human and just <laughs> Tell me, fuck! It just made me so. Ugh. Yeah, it was a trial and error thing for me. A lot of it, like, and honestly, it came down to just using the same ten, which is probably why the game was so hard too. I think if you knew what everything did, sure. And I and the thing is, is like, I cannot imagine trying to get through it without the internet and being able to look up what the spells do and stuff. Because did the instruction book explain what every spell did? Kind of. I, I don't. Probably, I, I don't have the instruction book. It was such book, a poor so. translation too that it was just. It was almost like a backstory to the spell. I'm like, okay, what does it do? Oh, okay. Kind Good. of thing, but... I had like a sheet of paper that I literally would write down every spell as my guys, or skill, or whatever you want to fucking call them, techniques, whatever, as my guys would learn them, and then I'd write down what they do. But then still, like when I get in a fight, I'm like, okay, I'm getting my ass kicked. So then I'd go to the list and be like, okay, what abilities does Chaz have? Okay, what do these abilities do? And it was like, okay. <laughs> and I didn't catch on to the, what's it called when you can set your things? Macros? Yeah, the macros. I didn't catch on to that for quite a while, because I thought it was just a time saver. It, it kind of is, and then it's kind of once you discovered which ones, which two characters spells work together for like a huge right maneuver, kind of, that's what they were mostly used for. But like, I would always set them up like, okay, put barrier up, heal someone, and then attack. Right. Now, that's like, kind of my... Right, yeah, yeah. More than anything. But like, because it never explained, like it never told you who had combos with each other, right? No. Like you had to figure those all oh, out. Oh, yeah, like you'd be in the middle of a fight and all of a sudden it'd just be like, boom, for like a thousand points damage. And okay. You're like, wow, what the it, heck? But then you had to figure out what order and what spells you used uh yeah and now because like i I, when i heard that i was like okay well that's a fucking cool idea um 
in all the time I played it, I never found a combo. Like, not one ever activated. Well, there's not anywhere in that game where it either, like, brings it up as a tutorial or anything. Yeah. It's just you're expected to, the, I know, think I guess. It, right. And that's a great idea. And I like the idea of the surprise popping up. But, like, you'd think maybe, like, give me a couple or something. Because, like, I really got the impression at some of the parts where I was getting stuck that, like, you need these to get through this. <laughs> Right, like it's it's like you're basically crippling yourself not using them because they're the most powerful attack you have, and um, I can't find them. Yeah, if you went back and fought where you're stuck with some of them, I think you'd get through it there. Because once you start dealing out a thousand damage, yeah, fuck like, yeah, you'll start chipping bosses down fast. Yeah, like I'm tempted to go. Like I fired my file up today when I knew you were coming over because you would ask me where I gave up and I couldn't remember, so I had to look it up. And you know, like you can see the date last saved. It was October, <laughs> and like we've all, dude. If you're listening to this podcast. You have done it. At some point, you've walked away from an RPG and then came back after a couple months and been like, what the fuck is that? Like, where? You know what I mean? Like, where am I? What am I doing? Uh, I'm tempted to look up some of those macros because maybe that would make a big difference. Um, But you were the one that explained the macros to me and I never really understood. Like, you can change, like, you can guarantee the order that your team attacks in and change the order that your team attacks. Like, so say that, like, uh, I don't know, who's a fucking Han? Does Han have barriers? I don't think so. I think it was the androids that mostly okay. set them up. So yeah. like, but you've got a character that's really like that you that you want to make sure the first thing they do is cast a barrier on your team. Um, but if you just go through and pick it, like when you uh, when you set all five options, he might not be the third or fourth person that attacks, and the bad guy attacks in between, and then the pair didn't do any good. Whereas if you use the macro, you can set it to where he goes first and he casts barrier. Right? Yeah. That um, once you explained that concept to me, I was like, oh. What a great idea that is. Like, that's something more RPGs should have. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't, I've never really seen it in anything else. No. I guess RPGs are different now, too. Well, yeah, but I mean, they're still making, like, JRPG. Like, you're playing Dragon Quest XI right now, right? Yeah. And, like, I just, I was playing, I played the fuck out of Octopath Traveler. And, like, dude, there's times where it would have been so fat if I could set the order that my four guys or my five guys would attack in and make sure that the first person to go this turn is my healer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just to set a macro where the first person or two to attack are your healers and your barrier ca- casters. Like, I'll worry about attacking afterwards. Keep everybody alive first, then we'll attack. Yeah. That's a really cool idea. Like, it's a much deeper RPG than it seems off the top. Till the villain just attacks you off the hop and you're dead anyway. But fuck, like, like that fucking guy is doing to me in two turns. Like my whole team is dead. I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do here? Uh, so I, I love the the concept of the macro thing. I really sincerely like the idea of the androids and the not androids. Um, the whole game's a cool mix of tech and kind of non-tech i guess it, it really is yeah they do a great job of like at times it feels sword and shield and tech i guess that's what i was yeah, trying to say yeah yeah like at times you're in these like because like what's the whole concept of the story at least to start is that the, like the planet is dying or something because he's like yeah these things. it's on its last legs and... right and so you go to these like old villages and they seem like final fan like any other classic jrpg village where it's like all dirt and sand and they live in these shitty huts and you know, and you're like, wow, what a terrible life. You just walk in the same eight squares all around every day for the rest of your life. But then you end up like, dude, I went into space and I have ships and I can fly from planet to planet in the space and invade these like future robotic fucking layers and stuff. And I was like, this is actually pretty cool. Yeah. And I guess that was, that's a throwback to the second game too, where like it was pretty futuristic, like technology ruled everything and then it all got destroyed. So now they're kind of living in a techless world, I guess you'd say. And Right. Yeah, I liked that. And I think they do a really cool, like, the translation is kind of broken and some of the dialogue seems very stiff. 
and kind of cheesy. Do you know what I mean? Oh, but, yeah. but I like that. It's the same as Resident Evil. When you play the original Resident Evil games now, like it's so hokey, like the way <laughs> the characters like talk and it, it just sounds like they're reading a script with no emotion or anything. And that's how the dialogue reads when you read it. But I like it. Like I kind of either lean into it and make it super emotional and, and stressful or just go hokey to the fucking max. It kind of seems like Japanese humor in a few spots too. Like, yeah. like the one spot, the guy you talk to, he's like, he's asking if you want to hear all this stuff. And then he asks if you want to hear Alice's measurements or something like that. Yeah, yeah. At least I guess. But yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's Dude, that kind of goofball-y there's a few moments like that where I was like, "Oh, you couldn't get away with that. It fucking, like, it was <laughs> like, would, that's yeah. a little sexist, but okay. Um, I do like some of the characters. I like Ch- Chaz is kind of a wiener, but, but he's, he's okay. Like by the end of the game, he's actually pretty awesome. Cause as you keep going on, eventually he kind of starts to get a little jaded with everything that's going on and he's ready to call it quits. And he has a call, but he ends up having a call back to pretty much the hero from the first game who kind of hands down the sword to him. Oh, okay. Like, he does get a lot more deeper as time goes on. Like, classic RPG, where, like, the main character starts out overwhelmed and then becomes, like, the hero he's destined to be or whatever. And Uh, then when Elise died... Yeah. Which was done before Final Fantasy made it cool, by the way. (laughs) No, you're right. Yeah, fuck yeah. I thought that, too. When she died, I was like, oh, I was like, that's a little... uh, Final Fantasy 7 except this game's obviously before <laughs> Final Fantasy 7. Yeah, no, that was, uh, that was kind of a shock when that happened, but... I liked that. I liked that a lot, actually. Uh, most of the characters, like, to be fair, like, I just have the characters list right in front of me here. I didn't realize I'd had them all, so that's pretty cool. Chaz is okay. He's the main character, right? Uh, Elise, I, I love... I really like it when RPGs give you a really strong female, uh, like, tank. You know what I mean? Like, not just a female that's great with magic that hides in the back and heals or has a bow or fucking whatever. But when you're when your female just goes up and fucks people up, and Elise does that until you lose her, you're so dependent on her. They could have like killed Chaz off and kept her. I would have been totally <laughs> fine with that. Yeah, Han is a wiener. He sucks. Uh, I like Rune, and I liked. I know it was really hokey, but I love the way Rune would would break Chaz's balls and Chaz oh, yeah. would get angry. And like, it was really <laughs> cheesy the way that Chaz would be like, Hey, do not say that to me. I am not a kid. You know what I mean? And I was, and, and you just hear Rune like, ah. but, uh, but I like that. And Rune becomes like, once he actually joins your team, God, you fucking need him. Like he's a fucking yeah. badass. Um, and then Grizz joins you and he's that weird looking blue headed yeah. bird thing. Uh, I, I really enjoy him because he's just a tank. He's the muscle. Yeah. You need muscle. Yeah, yeah. And then honestly, my favorite character in the game was, um, how do you say it? Rika? Rika. And she's the one that can like dual attack. Yeah. With the two slashes, the right? Claws, yeah. Oh, once she joined my, she was like, if I had to keep one person alive, it was Rika. I, I just loved her. I thought her, the skills that I fucking knew what they did were sweet. <laughs> and that dual attack came in so handy when you're trying to wipe a character out. Like a, even just in regular fights. Like, she was such a neat character too, because like you kind of get her from that lab where she was engineered more or less, and oh, then yeah. she starts out at level one when you get her out of there. So yeah, she just had like no experience in the outside world, and that's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I remember that a neat you, story with her. Okay. Yeah, and she joins your team, and yeah, she kind of sucks at first because she's so under leveled and new, but then she levels up really quick. Yeah, and then suddenly you realize like, oh yeah, like I remember like for a long point of the game, it was Rika and Grizz were my two like anchors like on either end that would just fuck people up because they were the two powerhouses right um and then there's the i know there's like there's a couple other characters but the other character that stands out to me that i really enjoyed uh was the fucking old 
green faced oh raja raja because he's because you can tell that he's like the clown but a lot of them fucking hate him <laughs> and i thought like every every rpg ever should have a funny guy on the team no you see yeah like he's probably the he's kind of the comic relief i guess of the whole he is yeah. Team, yeah and i thought that was a cool touch that instead of making the comic relief like a young like cool character you made it the like old elder like because usually that old elder is like tella or somebody who's there's just like they'll just guide you through and they're cranky and old but he's like this super powerful because he's got like magic and stuff right i think he had yeah. that he was more or less he was kind of half healer half yeah and he was pretty handy yeah but but he was just this fucking like old fart that made stupid jokes all the time <laughs> yeah that's what it was his lame jokes from him yeah and everybody hated them and i thought they were fuck except rika rika loved them and that's why i liked them so much so um yeah i like that i think it's it's a very diverse cast of characters the reason they all join the team makes sense classic rpg 101 where the universe is gonna die unless they all stop it right well and the cool thing is that um because did you get to where you get kira then i think so yeah because she was another character she was pretty forgettable but then um as you go on you get a character named seth Okay, now I know it. I never got Seth. Yeah, he joins your party for a small part of it, but it turns out once you get what you're getting, when he joins, he actually turns into a dark force. Oh, okay, that, like a boss you have to fight, and that was kind of neat. Oh, that is you're neat. controlling him up till then, and all of a sudden he just mutates. You have to fight him and kill him. And oh, I like that. So I like that. Dude, I guess. if you because you called them out for once already, if Final Fantasy VII stole the kill the female member on your team, make everybody sad gimmick, then why didn't they steal that with Kate Sith and make him turn into a bad guy so you don't have to fucking waddle him around for the whole game? Uh, I like, dude, I love it when bad guys join your team. And I guess in this case, it wasn't quite like Magus from Chrono Trigger where he was a bad guy who joined your team. He was a good guy who was actually a bad guy. But yeah, that's a great touch. Like it tells a great story. It really does. Yeah, like that was kind of the cool thing. Well, the whole final or the Fantasy Star series was that it, it built a pretty cool universe by the end. Like you're invested yeah. in it if you played all the games and sure. stuff like that. And like the story kept me going. I mean, it was fun to the end. Yeah, like I, I, one of the things people say about the podcast when they listen is that the way that the people that are on the show get so passionate about these games makes them want to play. And like. I was done with this fucking game, like fucking done. And you and I have been talking for 25 minutes and 48 seconds. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back and finish this fucking, I just, I was trying to avoid looking up macros and combos and shit. And I'm like, I, I, I have no choice. I need to fucking look some of them up. Like, did you discover them on your own? These combos? Like three of them, maybe Ow! the three I needed, I guess. Like it was just a random, like just you, fluke. You pick two moves and they claw and they cross. So like, oh, okay, I gotta remember that. Oh Jesus, man! So I was looking them up actually today, and I think there's about twelve of them all together or something like that. Yeah, twelve and, yeah, or like, fourteen I or came something. Came across three. Like fuck me, by like random. And... I, and I didn't realize they did as much damage you're saying they do. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's probably why I can't win because I can't <laughs> do these fucking super powerful moves. Because I was like, I, I know I'm not great at RPGs. I was like, but I'm good enough to fucking beat this. Why can't I fucking beat this? <laughs> um, a couple of the other little critics, and like, I don't even like throwing shade at games for this because it's a, it's a, this is what games were like back in the day, and they're not like this anymore. Uh, the being able to buy like one item at a time yeah. is a fucking pain in the ass. Like, you know, doing the like armor or like uh, upping your team's weapons and stuff like that. I found just, and again, less. It's a criticism, but I don't think it's a fair criticism to compare it to today's games. It's another grind, really. You got to grind to get gold to get weapons. Yeah, it is. Grind to get. Ex- I guess they go hand in hand. It had aspects of like the original Dragon Warriors to it, where you get into a town and you see all the new equipment and yeah. you can't afford all of it, and so you've got to go out and fucking grind to come up with enough money. Oh, dude, there was a point. 
right before where I stopped, where you're at like a like a, a palace or a fucking mansion or something. And uh, I could not figure out where to fucking go in this giant palace. <laughs> and I probably leveled up for two hours just walking around this fucking palace trying to figure out where to go. But at the same time, it's like that that was some of the charm of those old JRPGs was the grinding and the leveling up, right? Well, you only had one game a year too, so either you found a way to get yeah. through or you were bored, I think. That's so, true. Like, that's why I think I finished this ever because... Yeah. Wait to Christmas or birthday. So yeah, dude. There's a there's that's a solid point. There's quite a few games from my childhood that like I wouldn't finish today if I tried it for the first time. But back then it was like I've got nothing else to play, so I might as well fucking level up and try to get through. Because any like the simple fact of the matter is any JRPG is beatable if you're willing to put enough time into grind, right? Like yeah. any of them. Like I have to assume this game is probably like most where it's got a level cap at like 99 or something. But if you grinded all your guys up to 99, you'd probably go through on God mode and just fucking own it. It's just that it's going to take you 60 hours to fucking get to level 99 of everybody, right? Um, and then I'll ask you, like, this one, because I quit before the end. Does this one ever do the thing where you can, like, pick your team? Because um, you pretty much roll with Chaz, Rune, Ren the Android, and Rika. Mm-hmm. And when you go to fight the final boss, you get to all your old characters come back, and you have to pick one of them to go with you. Oh, really? And it's kind of, it's almost an unofficial difficulty mode. Like, I always took Raja because it was easy because he could heal. and Right, and he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) And then from there, like, I mean, Grizz was kind of a little bit harder. Okay. And if you hated your life, you took Han. Oh, the fucking <laughs> the, dagger at the, the bad dud. guy. Ah, I can help. No, you can't. Uh, it's so funny with Han too, because he's just he's a wiener. Even when he leaves your party, he's like, oh, "I'm gonna go back to the university and see if I can find a solution to this." And you go see him. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what to do. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> he was like scared the whole time. I fucking uh, hated him. Every time he died, I was like, "Fucking stay dead." <laughs> fucking Millhouse. Uh, can you pick Elise at no. the end? No, she's no, gone. She's dead. Yeah. What about the Seth, the bad guy? No. Okay, so it's the other ones that don't yeah. die or no, turn No, Seth bad. was kind of just a plot oh, okay. device. That's such a cool but, but plot device, though. Yeah, so just... That's fantastic. Why don't more RPGs do that? That'd be such a cool twist. <laughs> if you were playing the game and halfway through the game, the guy in your team turned out to be a bad guy and turned on you, that'd be awesome. Um, oh, I didn't know that. So you get to the end and you've got four characters and then you can pick a fifth one to go yeah. in. But that's the only time you can like... Yeah, it's not otherwise, like one of those... no, they're kind of just doing their own thing. Oh, okay. leave your party and... Now, I'll ask, I'm just curious to hear your opinion. What do you prefer? Do you prefer that the game sets your team at all times, or do you prefer being able to pick whoever you want to take out with you? For a story game like this, I prefer it. You prefer? I get to just keep it static and okay. not yeah. swap out. Like, it worked for Final, Fan- or, yeah, Final Fantasy VI, but for yeah. this, I don't think you could do it because it's so story-driven, I guess. Like, yeah. It's all really specific. It, it sets up for characters to come and go, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, six is such a, Final Fantasy VI is such a unique thing that it yeah. works that way. I Because uh, I agree with you. Like I And I think part of it is because my first RPG was 4, Final Fantasy IV. Yeah. But be it be it 4 or this or, or well, I guess, Earthbound, other than Pooh, people don't really leave your team that much. Um, I, pr- I prefer just going through the game and being told like, Hey, this is your team. This is your team. Now this is your team. I hate trying to pick because I always feel like I'm leaving somebody out where I would have seen a cool cutscene, or I didn't level somebody up or do you know what I mean? Like plus with final fantasy six, he started to get some characters. I just really didn't care about and didn't use. Yeah. Looking at you, abominable snowman thing. (laughs) You fucking loser. Um, yeah, I, I listen, I was afraid like, this has been one of those games, man. Ever since I started asking people for Sega Genesis suggestions, you suggested this to me a hundred times. There's two games that you have been up my ass to fucking play and talk about. And one was this, and one was that Sukoden? Sukoden? Sukoden 2, yeah. Yeah, fuck, which like... <laughs> that just, one you will like. 
Oh, I'm sure I will. I like this one. I just got stuck. <laughs> I just, there's fucking like, give me a goddamn five hour platformer instead of a fucking 80 Play hour Super RPG. Tennis, man. Yeah, Super Tennis, yeah. Oh, I'm going to fucking roast that <laughs> game on here. I'll do it someday just to fucking shit on it on here. Uh, it's a good game. I get, I get why, if you were a Sega kid who grew up with these games, I understand why you like it. I, I, I don't think it's as good as Final Fantasy from that era. But uh, but I'm I I was impressed. I loved the story. I like the backdrop where you go from fucking like you said from medieval times up to say, oh yeah, and you get to drive ships. Yeah, you get some. You get a Land Rover. You get a. I think you get something when you go to the ice planet. Yeah, too, you do. Yeah, then, there's a couple, and yeah. uh, I actually thought that was a really cool touch. And, and you, you could fight go in them too. Yeah. You could go fight in them. Yeah, I I was like, I mean, it like there's not a ton of depth to it, but I liked the concept because at least it was easier to explore an overworld and not worry about your guys fucking dying on you. Cause yeah, you're like in you, this... can, you get from A to B and still fight and still level up a bit, but not yeah. have to slog it out every Yeah. Yeah. Time. I really, I thought that was cool. Uh, I, I like the different settings. I, I got a kick out of most of the characters. I adore the Android versus human thing. Uh, I like being able to set macros. I just, at the end of the day, and maybe it's just me, you could be, could be about it. So maybe it is just me. I just found it. A little bit, um, for lack of a better term, confusing at times. I was like, "What the fuck do these moves do?" Like, it is. I mean, it's who the hell knows what Saturn means, like, right? I mean, it, it's right. nothing. Like, and, and looking it up, it's still nothing, right? But. And you do get to know what, like, I don't remember the name of like the heel spells. Is that the Sar- Saturn? Like, it's is Sarah? it Rez? Rez, that's what it yeah. is. Uh, like some of the basic ones, you get to know what they do because you need them all the time, right? Like, I get out of fights and then like. Uh, uh, Rika, I think it was Rika had Rez, and I would never make her use it in a battle, but she was like my healer on the overworld because I was yeah. like, well, let's just use up some of her points. And because I loved her double slash so much that normally that's what I would do with it. Um, so I learned what some of the spells did, but not all of them. I didn't understand the combos, but there's a lot of good stuff here. Like, it's, I, I yeah, it's uh, fucking fair. I, I'm, I'm so not anti Sega like I was when I started <laughs> this show. Like, I feel like I've had like an awakening, and I'm like, you guys are fine. We're friends now. It's 2020. We can be on the same team. There you now. go. Why can't you Xbox and PlayStation kids fucking play <laughs> nice with each other? Um, did you got any? La- is there anything we've forgotten before we score this thing? The side quests, the bounties. Oh yeah, that was really cool. I like uh, doing those. Okay, please. I never did any of them. I never did any of them. I I I, I found one because there was like a there was like a you school. Go you, office, you go to the yeah. school, right? And I took. I never did anything with it. So like. Do you get like just experience or you get experience? You get some side plot to the main story. Uh, the androids get some weapons out of them. Mm. You got to go to like certain power plants and stuff like that. To... But they're completely optional. Yeah. Okay. That's dude. Fuck. I forgot all about that. And like, and that's something. If we're sitting here comparing it to Final Fantasy, there's not a lot of that shit in no, Final and, Fantasy. And they were pretty good quality. Like it wasn't just like nowadays where it's like go fetch five rat tails to Ugh. to get twenty experience points. Like, yeah. You actually had to go. I think one of them was. Right before he fought Zio, he had to go to like a play tectonic thing or something like that because there's too many earthquakes and right. You go clean it out and the town loves you for it. Yeah, and yeah, I like find one of Demi's power ups, I think, or something oh, okay. like that, and they install it on her and it makes the fighting against Zio easier. And- oh, okay, yeah, that's a fucking. I forgot all about that. That's a really cool concept. Although I will say that's another problem I kind of had with the game, and maybe this is just like my ADD. But it would like tell me to go back to like a certain town or go to somewhere. But they're all into these weird names and there's no map. 
Yeah. There was no I, way. Yeah, no world map was there. I know, and I was, so, I was like, bizarre. so what? Fucking, where am I supposed to go? Like, I can't remember the name of like what town and where it was or anything. Well, that's the first time I've ever thought of that. There was no world map, which you is just odd. Wandered around. Yeah, and I get that, like it's different planets and stuff like that. But like, it wouldn't have been hard to like hit pause and then look at like a map or like some, you know what I mean? Or like you're in a ship or fucking something. Um, so there were a couple of times where I just got lost and I could not remember where the fuck I was supposed to go, particularly before you can teleport. Because yeah. you can eventually teleport, yeah. right? But I don't think you could right. do it right off the bat. And I found that frustrating. But I forgot all about the side missions. What a great thing. And that's something that not a lot of games did. And they did it in a good way. Fuck yeah, man. All right, Fantasy Star. I'm sorry. I was ready to <laughs> fucking roast you. And I was like, no, you know what? Why? Why does this always happen? I'm like, it was like Mario 64 when we came in here. And I was like, I'm going to fucking smash that kid. And then by the end of the game, I'm like, ah, all right. That's actually not bad. I'm not angry anymore. Um, anything else? Can you think of anything else before we score uh, this thing? It was just, it's a Sega game. It had some Sega fan service in it. I remember in the Saturn days, everyone was always hoping for a Fantasy Star 5. It never came. Yeah, who owns this? Is this a Sega? It's a Sega, yeah. Because then they went online. Oh, yeah, there's Fantasy Star Online. It. Yeah. Which like, people loved, too, but it wasn't, like, it was a, I guess it was an MMO that people fell in love with, but oh, okay. as a Fantasy Star RPG guy, I just, I always wanted 5. I'm gonna look right now. Yeah, has there ever been has there ever been talk of a Fantasy Star Five? They rumbled about it, but I think like four kind of closes the whole saga off. Like, cause in the end, you pretty much beat the ultimate evil, right? Found darkness, it's called, and then like, and then that's it. You killed evil, so well, there's nothing left. But I mean, yeah, but I mean, come on, see something else it's, come up. You could always it's if you particularly in Fantasy Star, like if your whole fucking setting is in outer space and everything, You'll find something to kill. You right. could find something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what the fuck, Sega? You got nothing else to do. You're making shitty Sonic games. Fucking make another <laughs> RPG. Sorry, Sonic fans. Make another RPG, yeah. Um. All right, dude. Well, we're going to score this thing. I need something to fucking... I need a scale to score this thing on. Um. I don't want to score it out of four. That's fucking lame. Eh, all right, I guess that's... I don't know. I don't care. Out of, out of 50 confusing spells, how many would you Oh, there you go. Fucking rights. Yeah. <laughs> uh, out of 50 confusing spells, I give it res. Res out of 50. <laughs> and nobody knows what the fuck that score is because it's just like their fucking spells. Chris, that's why I brought you on the fucking show. What would you score this thing out of 50? Guy res because I liked it. Oh, guy res. Which, if you don't know, is either more powerful res or least powerful res. You don't fucking know because the game doesn't fucking tell you until you use it. And then you use it to find out and then it doesn't do anything and then you die before you get another chance to cast a fucking spell. <laughs> Thanks, Fantasy Star. Learn this fucking... Sp- oh. That's probably why their name, the fucking spell names and shit don't make any sense because they can't even spell the word fantasy. They can't spell the word fantasy. There's no way they can spell cure. I bet you that's what SAR is supposed to be. And SAR is a fucking disease. SAR was killing people. But no, in this... Oh, no, wait. That's Rez. Ah, oh, I fucking... I can just see you playing this Nintendo game. Guy Rez, I gotta use that on the guy characters. Yeah, that's it. I'm like, fuck. When am I gonna get she Rez so I can fix Rika? <laughs> She's dying. I just... Fucking gay, man. Uh, you know what? In all seriousness, though, like out of fifty, like I, I say, I, I would, I don't know, I'd give it about a thirty-five out of fifty, somewhere in there. Like, what would you, you go higher? It's fine. It's, I'll do get, forty then and now. I yeah, I do think having the nostalgia for it would make it more that's, enjoyable. That, that's the only thing you could use it to play it nowadays. Like, it's short of remastering it to make it easier it's mm-hmm. just it's too time consuming it is good yeah. story aside but you can read a good story online or yeah see a video of it and yeah absolutely although i i will say um and i believe it's on the sega mini i'm pointing at my so. sega mini but I you guys can't so. see what i'm pointing but i haven't played it on there i've been playing it on the sega classic collection on my switch uh if you want to try it that's a great way to get it because 
for like 40 bucks, you're getting a ton of great Sega games. You've got save states and you've got fast forward, which is just a godsend in a fucking battle or walking around a map or any, it just like, I don't ever want to play a JRPG without fast forward again. It's just like, even some of the ones I love like earthbound and stuff, being able to walk faster and speed up those fucking monotonous random encounters when you're fighting the same bad guy for like a thousandth time is a godsend. So, um, it's a good game. And, uh, and, uh, I'm glad that, uh, you've made me appreciate it more, <laughs> which is what I was hoping you would do. Cause you were like, I'm so excited to come over to talk fantasy star. And I was like, Oh man, Chris and I are going to literally get a fist fight on the podcast. Cause I like, just shit all over his childhood and fucking memories. Um, good stuff, man. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for suggesting it. Yeah, man. Always. And, uh, Oh yeah. Just sorry. What's your favorite character? Favorite I meant to character? ask you that. Uh, I liked Grizz. Okay. I liked him. He was just doing it for his little sister. Was... Yeah. Yeah. Grizz reminded me of you. <laughs> like just a big gentle giant. Like I don't well, like I could, saying Han. I could yeah, well, I mean, you've got aspects of Han. We all have aspects <laughs> of all of us are fucking deadweight losers sometimes. <laughs> like fucking Han Male, a young scientist. Go fuck yourself. Uh good stuff, buddy. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, man. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Chris, thank you for coming over and talking Fantasy Star IV with me. And every single one of you guys and girls and dogs and cats and kids and spouses stuck in the car having to listen to a podcast you don't want to listen to. Or for whatever reason, my voice is going into your ears. Thank you so much for checking out our show. We really appreciate it. Normally, I would plug the Patreon here, but I don't have one to plug. Sending questions and topics and stuff, you guys. I will answer every single one on Sunday on uh, Expansion Pass. And uh, I don't know. Leave us a good review if you want to and all that good stuff. Just play video games. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Don't be a jerk. And uh, I'll talk to you guys again on Sunday. That's a good, I'm good enough. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>